number 120323, a rendering of each of six episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Foreknowledge doesn't cancel free will. If God knows in advance what you will do, does that mean God is in the cause of your sins? No, says Origen. Just because God knows the choices you will make doesn't mean he causes you to make them. Suppose you get information from a person in no way responsible for the events. If you hear that certain things have happened or will happen to certain individuals, and you do not bear in mind that your information as to the past or future is in no way answerable for any given happening, you might suppose that the informant has brought about or will bring about what he relates. But you would obviously be wrong in so doing. It is as though a man were to read a prophetic book in which the conduct of Judas the traitor is foretold, and having learned what was to happen, were to think, after seeing it done, that the book was the cause of what afterwards occurred. But the book showed him the future conduct of Judas. Or again, it is if he should imagine that not the book was the cause, but whatsoever first wrote it, or whosoever wrote it, or he who had the book written, God himself, if we may so speak. In the case of the prophecies concerning Judas, when we look at the passages themselves, we see that God did not produce the treachery of Judas, but that for knowing what would result from the wickedness of the traitor through his own fault, he only made it known. In the same way, if anyone would go deep into the discussion of God's universal foreknowledge, into these things in which God stamps the proofs of his own foreknowledge, so to speak, he would understand that the cause of the things foreknown is neither God who foreknows, nor those things that were stamped with the proofs of the foreknowledge of God who foreknew. Origen, Philokalia 23.3 In God's presence, consider, am I tempted to blame God for the evils he didn't prevent? Does it help to think of Origen's analogy with a historian? Closing prayer. Father, I know that even my sins cannot stand in the way of your providence. Give me strength to embrace your will and follow your call. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. Born loser, in the eyes of our conformist society, the hermit is nothing but a failure. He has to be a failure. We have absolutely no use for him, no place for him. He is outside all our projects, plans, assemblies, movements. We can countenance him as long as he remains only a fiction or a dream. As soon as he becomes real, we are revolted by his insignificance, his poverty, his shabbiness, his total lack of status. Disputed Questions Episode number 3 Magnificat, March 2023, Volume 24, Number 23, Item Number 1, 
A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 4, verse 5 through 42. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying it to you, Give me a drink. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to her, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true, the woman said to him. Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on the mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand, because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come, said a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, 
in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the women, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the Gospel of the Lord. Item number two, meditation of the day, adoring our merciful Father. Christ said one day to the Samaritan woman that the Father seeks true adorers in spirit and truth. To give joy to his heart, let us be these true adorers. Let us adore him in spirit, that is, with our hearts and our thoughts fixed on him, and our mind filled with his knowledge imparted by the light of faith. Let us adore him in truth, that is, by our works, for it is above all by our actions that we show we are true. This is to do always what is pleasing to the Father, whose children we are. And finally, let us adore Jesus Christ, and with Jesus Christ, for he alone is the true adorer in spirit and truth. Then we will be children of God. We will know with an experiential knowledge the truth of these words of Isaiah. You will be carried at the breast, and he will caress you on his knees. In fact, God seems to be wholly occupied with overwhelming the soul with caresses and marks of affection like a mother who brings up her child and feeds it with her own milk. John of the Cross. Oh, let us be attentive to the mysterious voice of our Father. My daughter, he says, give me your heart. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26. God, who is rich in mercy, impelled by his exceeding love, even when we were dead because of our sins, has brought us back to life in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Because of all have sinned and have need of the glory of God, they are justified freely by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ, whose God has set forth as a propitiation for sins, showing both that He is just and that He makes just Him who has faith in Him. Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 26. How can we keep from fainting in adoration when we plunge into the abyss of mercy and the eyes of our soul are fixed upon this fact. God has taken away our sins. He said to himself, I will blot out their iniquities and I will no longer remember their sins. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25. The Lord in his mercy will to turn our sins against themselves to our advantage. He found a way to make them useful for us, to convert them in our hands into a means of salvation. But 
do not let this diminish in any way our honor of sinning, nor our sorrow for having sinned, but our sins have become a source of humility for us. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Proverbs chapter 13, verse four. Luck, a loser's excuse for a winner's position. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. Do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not faileth thee, nor forsake thee. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Romans chapter 8, verses 31. God plus one is always a majority. If God be for us, who can be against us? Episode number 5, Chesterson day by day. What have we done and where have we wandered? We that have produced sages who could have spoken with Socrates and poets who could walk with Dante, that we should talk as if we had never done anything more intelligent than found colonies and kick niggers. We are the children of light and it is we that sit in darkness. If we are judged it will not be for the merely intellectual transgression of failing to appreciate other nations, but for the supreme spiritual transgression of failing to appreciate ourselves, the defendant. Episode number six, Reflection. No one, not even the Lord himself, takes pleasure in instructing the proud. No one wants to give instruction to him who cries out that he knows everything, Mysteries shall be revealed in the meek, says the wise Syriac, Syriac chapter 3, verses 19. David also speaks of God, saying, He guides the meek to justice, he teaches the meek his way. Psalm chapter 25, verse 9. The proud person is he who wants to teach everyone, yet does not want to be taught anything by anyone. The honorable man is he who does not wish to teach anyone, but continually desires to be taught by someone, no matter whom. An empty ear of corn raises its head above the field, and the full ear of corn hangs down with a bowed head. O proud man, if only your guardian angel would somehow remove the veil from your eyes and Show the endless open sea of all that you do not know. You would kneel before every man before whom you have exhibited pride and kneel before every man whom you have belittled. You would cry out, lamenting, Forgive me, forgive me. I do not know anything. Often the humble and pious have the time of their death revealed to them but the death of the proud comes unexpectedly and without warning. St. Gregory the Dialogist speaks of a bishop, Carpus, who daily celebrated the Divine Liturgy, 
and how suddenly once appeared from the other world and said, Continue in the way you are serving me, and may your legs never grow tired or your hands grow weak. On the feast of the Dormition of the Theotokos, you will come to me, and I will give you your reward in my heavenly kingdom, together with all those for whom you have prayed at the divine service. After a year, on the Feast of Dormation, Bishop Carpus celebrated the divine liturgy of God, sought forgiveness from his priests, and gave up his soul to God. His face shone like the sun.